0: Welcome to the 11th Amazing Race 27 recap episode of the URT Number podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone and joining me as always is the Canadian who I'm pretty sure owns a phone that could very well have been in one of the baskets of the detour, Logan Saunders.
1: Afternoon, sad but true.
0: One lady who loves an opportunity to hear Phil Cogan say the word spa, Michelle Pierce
2: <laughs> Yes, hi.
0: And the other Australian who inspires us all when he beats both men and track stars, Ben Powell. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy. Uh, You can tweet us directly at Yankcast, or using the hashtag Yankcast, or email us at Yankcast at gmail.com. And this episode was nuts, for want of a better word.
3: It was very, uh, it was very climactic.
0: Yeah. I mean, those previews all week have been going, will Justin and Diana get uh, eliminated this week? No. But will it be an entertaining episode? Yes. It was very Russell Hance-esque. Yeah, I saw Cameron Johnson compared it to... Russell Hance, basically. Yeah, they did. I mean, Justin and Diana are not villainous at all. They weren't shown in the most positive of lights this week, but I don't think they are ever to the level of assholishness as Russell Hance. But in terms of airtime, yeah, I can see the comparison.
3: Oh, look, to be fair, um, heroes don't get the evil laugh like Austin does. The cackle. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what I think. What I would like to hear is a Justin and Keisha off of Jen laugh off.
1: Oh, I think the universe loses in that case.
0: Or a three way with them, them and Rachel Riley.
3: Marty just explodes.
0: And they're laughing at him.
3: <laughs> no, no, no not, not like saying explodes, no. of, explodes of anger. Like just literally explodes. Like you know, blood. There's blood everywhere. It's, it's very, very messy to clean up.
0: She's basically Mr. Creosote from Monty Python.
3: I don't know. I don't know you're
0: British, either, Michael. Don't impose it. Don't impose it. Don't impose it on us. <laughs> so, by imperialistic ways. <laughs> yes. So previously, five teams stayed in Agra. Uh, Tiffany popped at the roadblock. Justin and Danny, U-turned Logan and Chris, and celebrated at the detour, leading to an unprecedented fifth consecutive leg win, at least in the US. Uh, Logan and Chris fought with each other and struggled with both sides of the detour, but they outlasted Denise and James Earl to stay in the race, eliminating the mother and son who are begging to stay in.
3: No.
1: I wish Magnitude was the one who popped uh, Tiffany's balloons last week. That would have been great.
0: Fun fact, did you know that the guy who plays Magnitude is actually English?
1: I do now, Michael. I do now.
0: He was in um, the BBC adaptation of Tracy Beaker, if you know that kid's book series. Nope. (laughs) I think I'm
3: maybe... Getting my wires crossed here, but is he played by Tiny Temper?
0: No. They do look fairly similar, but it's Luke Youngblood, his uh, magnitude, and I don't know how I know that off the top of my head, but it is him.
3: ah uh, I was close-ish, sort of?
1: You know what pissed me off about this episode? You know what really pissed me off? There wasn't an, in- an intro again. What the hell's that <laughs> about?
0: I've stopped writing that down. We're pretty much guaranteed to get one next week, Logan. And teams must now fly to Hong Kong, and in a sign of a rather large budget for this episode, they have to take a Rolls-Royce to their next clue at the Peninsula Hotel.
1: Even a top-of-the-line Rolls-Royce is green too, just to fit in with the whole thematics of the season. If you're top-of-the-line, <laughs> it has to be green.
0: And now the first of my Clango at Hong Kong in Octobers. Yeah, you know the spot that they took the Rolls-Royces from? That's where I left from, although not in a Rolls-Royce. And I do have a picture of the Peninsula Hotel as well, that's on Kowloon. I think most of this leg like, actually took place in Kowloon, although they did make them go to the ferry terminal in Hong Kong Island.
3: So, your holiday was in Kowloon?
0: Uh, well, my holiday was in Hong Kong, but Kow- Kowloon's like a five minute ferry ride at most from Hong Kong Island.
3: I'm sorry for not
0: having a holiday in
3: Kowloon. You've incurred a 50 minute penalty. You have to sit out the rest of the podcast, Michael.
0: Oh, okay. I'll just mute my microphone.
3: I'm hosting now, so teams teams made their way to. Okay, no, kidding. I'm kidding.
0: No, I'll mute my microphone if you want Ben. Yeah. I can I can have half a week off and just do the editing if you want. <laughs> I, I'll just sit here and button when you want me to. So never. Oh, that's me.
3: I'd like to a that, but it's pointless without the camera.
0: Once teams get to uh, the Peninsula Hotel, it's a detour, which is Sams or Cell's. and in Sams, teams must cut out six pieces of fabric using a templates and swap a finished suit for the next clue. And it sells. teams must search through hundreds of mobile phones to find a working one, which will probably belong to Logan, and ring a phone number to find out where to collect their next clue from. You
1: know what would be great to connect the two detour tasks? Is if Samsung's cell phone was a Samsung cell phone that the teams found at the other side of the detour.
2: Can you say that really quickly? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Samsung's Samsung cell phone?
0: <laughs> Samsung's cell phone is a Samsung.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Did he have did he have an American accent? Yeah. I thought he Samsung
1: did. may have been American educated.
2: And there's there's in, in Asia there's quite a lot of um American schools actually. So he could have gone to one of them.
0: And there's quite a lot of British schools in Hong Kong because obviously we used to own it. I'm just glad Sam and
1: Vince have no association with the Sam's clothing store there. If I knew that Sa- Sam and Vince helped make clothes for U.S. dignitaries and British royalty, I would I would be super pissed.
3: And you know that like they give up, they'd like give up a bit of the way through making the suits, and then they just like wait until wait until someone else makes it. Yes.
0: I'm assuming this detour... I don't know exactly where Sam's is. But I'm assuming this detour took place entirely on Kowloon as well, because I didn't recognise any of the locations after the Peninsula Hotel and... So because you haven't been there, I was in Kowloon? Yeah, pretty much. We didn't do much of Kowloon.
2: Is Kowloon an island?
0: Yes. I thought Hong Kong was an island. Yeah, Hong Kong's split into three bits of island. You got the Hong Kong Island, which is the large one. Then you got Kowloon, which is northeast of it. And then northwest of uh, Hong Kong Island is the new territories.
1: Oh, that's very Grand Theft Auto 3-ish.
0: It is, basically. But yeah, that's, that's where Hong Kong is, because all the, a lot of the businesses on Hong Kong Island, Um and then Kowloon is a lot of the newer stuff, and the new territories is stuff like the airports, and, uh, Hong Kong Disneyland is on new territories as well.
1: Speaking of Sam and Vince from the Mason Asia, The other side of the detour with the cell phones was taken right out of that season, if I'm not mistaken, or at least from Amazing Race Asia 4. And the the amount of cell phones they had to look through in that task was way more than what Jess and Diana had to sit through this time.
0: Yeah, I think they actually probably put that in there to sort of tempt people to not do it. Because, obviously, you wouldn't go for a needle in a haystack task on the penultimate leg when you're fighting to get into the final three. But, actually, it was a lot easier than it looked.
1: Yeah, there was only, like, 50... looked like there was only, like, a basket... Just a little basket of cell phones in there. It wasn't, like, that huge... That huge bucket that they had to sit through from uh, Asia 4.
0: Justin and Dana, when they got to the task, did say that they just had to pick a basket. So, I'm assuming it was just the small baskets.
1: So, like, 50 cell phones to look through, I guess? 50 or 60 of them?
0: Yeah. I wonder if they did a reasonably easy detour, because Sam's was pretty easy as well. I wonder if they did that pretty easy detour just to get people to go to Macau and do the really sort of big task that they wanted them to do, and wanted a lot of footage of.
1: Well, they didn't really have many tasks for this episode. It was just that little detour there and then just the big expensive one. And I guess they ran out of money, so they had to have the pit stop right after that. (laughs) Because they said the taxi ride was only 10 minutes, which seems like a really uh, short, uh, which means it had to be a really short distance considering how how congested Hong Kong and Macau is.
0: Yeah, Macau is a lot less densely populated, at least, than Hong Kong. I mean, when we were in Hong Kong, we were on the 18th floor, I think it is, and the hotel went up to about 28. It's really quite congested. And Tiffany and Krista's crowning moment of awesome for the leg was finding the loophole in the Sam's detour, which is... Folding the fabric, or leaving it folded, to be more precise.
2: You know, if they've cut out fabric before and and made costumes before, they would have known to do that, to keep the fabric folded. I'm just amazed they made that mistake.
0: Well... Initially. And then we get the wonderful scenes of Justin and Dana being the first to find the working phone, but taking the taxi when they're, like, right around the corner. And this, of course, then ends well with the public's opinions of Justin and Dana, which were so high before... Taking another nose.
2: Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know when when he said when the driver said forty five minutes or they found out forty five minutes. I thought, oh my god, get out of that taxi! Never do you have to go that far to get to the next place. You know, it, it's not it's not as if it's the next challenge. It was just the end of that one, and I would have just got out of the cab straight away.
0: It's 45 minutes from the airport to the centre of Hong Kong Island. It is not that far.
2: <laughs> really? But 45 minutes just to finish off a task? I don't think you've ever had to finish off a task that way. Go on a huge trip. yeah.
0: Especially so, in Monday Amazing Race. Yeah, with the exception of detours where it's like, go nearby and do this really difficult task or go far away and do this really easy task.
2: Well, yes, but that's starting something new. That's not... You know, that that one was just take this phone to this person. You know, it was just the end of the task. I was so worried. I, that's where I started getting really stressed for this episode.
1: Maybe the taxi drivers had a friend that just really needed a cell phone. So just take him across town and be like, here, we found one for you. And, you know, he was able to hook him up with a new phone.
0: But then we get to see Justin and Dana fighting. And I've seen so many posts today going... Oh, why does Diana stay with him when he's so abusive to her? I've re-watched that fight. She was given as good as she got. Yeah. There is no way in hell that she's sort of put upon by being with him.
1: It's called frustration. It's like a concept that goes beyond the casual viewer. Teams are allowed to be frustrated initially when things aren't going their way, particularly on the penultimate round of the season when pressure is typically... At an all time high.
0: And when, if you consider that out of the past 26 seasons, 24 of them have had only three teams left by the end of the penultimate leg, there's only been two seasons, which were the last two, where four teams went on. So teams know, basically, that someone is getting eliminated. Uh, So, Tiffany and Chris are the first to leave Sams. Because they make costumes. I
1: wonder if they do a lot of cosplay. I wonder what video game characters they've dressed up as over the years.
0: Kelsey and Joey are perpetually in second. Logan and Chris left Sams in third. And Justin and Dana left Cells in last after going half an hour out of the way. And teams must now take a turbojet to Macau from the Hong Kong Terminal been there, it's five minutes away from my hotel, and find Iago at the House of Dancing Water to receive that next clue.
1: Iago, like from Aladdin? Exactly. Gilbert Gottfried, man, they're really pulling out all the stops on uh, this round.
0: Leo is Iago, Max is double-crossed. Please tell me you've watched the producers. Nope. Oh, I'm so disappointed in you guys.
1: Logan and Chris's fighting during the detour with the clothes making was downright hysterical.
0: Logan and Chris have just been a gift this season I know we've talked a lot about them over the past couple of weeks But I don't think we've talked that much about them over the uh, the season They have been one of the highlights of the cast
1: You argue with me when I know things
0: This this cast has been great generally, but Logan and Chris are awesome And for the record, despite what the very awkward scene at the start of the episode said I think Logan and Chris and Justin and Diana still get on quite well Justin did say last night the only team that he doesn't really talk to regularly is uh, TMZ and that's only because they're super busy all the time
2: but he never even met them
3: yeah did he busy oh hey TMZ. oh we're busy my, uh, we're busy yes very busy uh, <laughs> what I'm playing here is that I want I would never want to talk to TMZ
0: if that wasn't clear enough sorry guys we we're, we're just we're busy I'm washing my hair Justin said <laughs> 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 And yeah, I, I have been to that turbojet terminal leading on to the stupidest bit of my holiday, which is the fact that we got on a ferry to the wrong bit of Macau. Because as I was explaining before we started recording, Macau is made up of three islands. The most northern one is uh, the actual Macau. And we went to the most southern one and thought, oh, it's only like a 20-minute walk and there was no pedestrian crossings whatsoever and there was no shade and I ended up getting heat stroke and we ended up having to basically turn back after about an hour.
1: Were Denise and James Earl on the southernmost island? Yeah. It
0: it only had one... uh, one traffic light, and that turned off at nine o'clock.
2: <laughs>
0: and then Justin and Danner's second bit of "Oh no, guys, please stop! Please don't do this to yourselves." I'm not
1: being rude. He can't under—he can't understand what I'm
0: saying. Therefore, I'm not being rude at all. He can't—he can't, uh, he can't <laughs> interpret gestures. That is the quote of the season for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being rude. He can't understand me anyway. <laughs> oh, Justin and Dan, I love you. Uh... Yeah, sort of rude, actually. Yeah, that that was rude, but... <laughs> it was hilarious. I can understand where people are coming from saying, oh my god, he was so rude! And that's rude, towards the tech driver, but... And he wasn't even laughing at them. No. <laughs> <laughs> that entire... Scene was just gold. It really was.
1: It was very awkward though because the taxi because he's saying, "Oh, he can't." There's- I'm not being rude. He can't even understand what I'm saying. While well, the taxi driver looks very offended and can understand very well what's going on. It was just at that peak moment of frustration where you know Justin has gets to look horrible because he isn't. He's just not with it at the moment.
0: Fun fact: Anyone go to Hong Kong? Hong Kong's two official languages are Cantonese and English. Because they were a British colony until 1997. It's still very widely spoken. So if you go to Hong Kong, they will understand your English.
1: They will understand the words that are coming out of your mouth.
0: So please, please don't say to taxi drivers, oh, I'm not being rude, he doesn't understand me anyway. Because you can be damn sure he does. And then he
1: takes you 45 minutes across town in the wrong direction.
0: So Justin and Dana's Face palming part two was finding a local to direct them to the correct terminal and he goes oh i'll just send you to kowloon is nearer yeah about that because not only that but justin and dana actually got the wrong tickets as well
2: i know I, what well, he says to get a certain ticket and then justin let that fly and didn't go with it and i thought why what are you doing you know that you know that if you can't get a certain thing that they want you to get, you're at the wrong place. You're doing the wrong thing.
0: Two words. And I was,
2: just, right. I was just going, oh, my God.
0: Two words. Travel fatigue. They've been running for 20 days, roughly, by this point.
2: I know. I was just going, no, at my screen. Like, what are you doing now?
0: And probably about <laughs> six of these days, they have been in horrendous humidity. Because this was filmed in June, July-ish would have been July by the time they got to Asia, wouldn't it? But this was filmed in July. So the humidity probably was going for about 65%, 70% by that point. Plus it'll be warm in Hong Kong at that time of year because they'll be just coming up to monsoon season. So they would have been knackered.
2: And did you see the cameras a couple of times all fogged up? So, yeah, that's, that's like that when you go from air conditioning to the, to the outside temperature.
0: Uh, and once teams get to the House of Dancing Water uh it's a roadblock uh, which is who wants to rise to the occasion lord knows the production values do Uh, so in this roadblock one team member must jump from a 30-foot platform and dive to find the goldfish which they can exchange with the fisherman for the next clue however if they cannot give the goldfish to the fisherman on his raft by the end of the music they have to wait for the next show which is roughly 20 minutes
1: You know what's surprising is that the or not so much surprising, but even with all three teams all together like that on the ferry, how they just how they were still paranoid that Justin and Diana must be like hours ahead of them and already checked into the pit stop. They just couldn't fathom that they were ahead of Justin and Diana.
0: Well, to be fair, as I said last week, the last time any of these teams beat Justin and Diana in a leg was like one nobody left in the race up until this point had beaten justin and diana since brazil which is an insane stat of course that's now changed but uh so it's kelsey krista logan and diana doing the roadblock and there really isn't much to say about this task apart from the fact it looks badass
2: i want to go there and see that
3: show I don't remember Golden Fish being that pervasive in the movie. What movie? It looks like it was based off a movie
0: or something. No, I think it's just one of those Cirque uh, Soleil style shows that they like to do.
2: you Are talking about Waterworld?
1: Yeah, the ke- great Kevin Costner classic.
0: Yeah. Uh, that does have a ride. That is at Universal in Florida and Hollywood. What?
3: Probably greatly does over it, budget and nobody wants to go on it. Does it cost like $10 and, the, and like five minutes into it just like, you know, ejects you? Like that Kevin Costner World World video game from
0: The Simpsons. It's a stage show at uh, the Universal Parks in America.
3: There's an actual Waterworld
1: video game for the Nintendo Virtual Boy that was released 20 years ago. And it's all in red and black, which is hilarious.
0: I probably will not be able to see that. I guess not. So. <laughs> given my partial color blindness. Uh, so Diana gets uh, just too late for the second show, but it doesn't really matter because Krista doesn't complete her second attempt either. Because Krista completely and utterly misses the goldfish every time.
1: Apparently it was just impossible to see underwater, but on the other hand, I don't think Krista is the greatest swimmer, so it was it made for a bad combination.
0: Given that every team apart from Logan and Chris had the option of who did this roadblock, I think probably um, Tiffany would have been a better choice.
1: Plus, they really overdid it with the makeup, uh, uh, if I recall correctly.
3: I think not even Vixen and, and Kent uh, use that much <laughs> makeup. <laughs> oh yeah, that was like, uh, that was like, that was like, a black, that was like black swan after a heavy night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got less to find a goldfish. Although with like, although with less like self-flagellation.
0: And did anyone else notice Diana's sound by of, I have to jump from here? Cause that sounded so oh. unnatural. I don't know where that came mm. from. I don't think even it. allowed? Was
1: flipped over from the Zimbabwe roadblock, and they just put it over for the for this
0: episode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that wasn't actually from that task because it really didn't sound like she said it naturally.
2: It didn't have the the water sounds in the background of it. It just it sounded yeah, it did sound weird. Uh,
0: and we get a lovely example of Tiffany and Krista bonding as well and being all strong and everything. So Logan is the first to leave the roadblock with Kelsey in second. Uh, Diana in third, and uh, Krista in last, after five attempts. And teams must now head to the pit stop, which is Nam Van Pier. The last teams checking here for the first time all season will be eliminated. Despite the fact the Clue did actually say May, Phil was just like, yeah, you know damn well, they're getting eliminated.
1: Yeah, they're not carrying over the final four twist from the past two seasons, because there's no element of surprise anymore.
0: Which we did expect to happen. And also, there's only so many jet skis that they can rent, especially after renting the House of Dancing Water for the day. And Tiffany and Krista's taxi drops them off in the wrong place, so they get a bit of Justin and Dana taxi look there. And for the first time in Six Legs, Justin and Dana do not win the leg, because Logan and Krista do instead. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> that is a
3: rare phrase.
0: And we get to hear the best word in Phil's language, which is, of course, Michelle. Spa! <laughs> As well as a trip to Cusco in Peru. And... I
3: mean, they can get their groove on.
0: Yep. And <laughs> looking supremely bitter again is Kelsey and Joey, who now have the record for the number of second places in a row. Why don't they Man, keep bragging about imagine,
3: that? Imagine being, imagine being built up in your mind, at least, as the one force that can take down Justin and Diana, and you get beaten by Logan and Chris.
0: Logan! Oh, I love that Logan and Chris have been added to the pantheon of Lego winners now. I just think that's glorious. Should
3: should have been oh. Tiffany and Krista, but you know, yeah.
1: What surprised me? I think it's sort of implied, but Justin said that Diana gets frantic by panic attacks. Doesn't isn't it usually the other way around, or isn't isn't that pretty much synonymous? Yeah, pretty much. And then Tiffany and Krista's pep talk at the roadblock was, I was. And even with the dramatic music in the background, I just couldn't take it. I just had to bust up laughing just because it was—it just came off as so cheesy on screen. They didn't need to have that extra music in there. It was, it was like one of those motivational speakers uh, coming in, or a Coach Carter-esque moment.
0: It was stirring music.
1: I was waiting for everyone to take a knee as Tiffany spoke to Krista.
0: And Justin and Dana are the third to the pit stop, but... Shockingly, they receive a 55-minute penalty for their ferry mistakes.
3: You had an explanation for this, didn't you?
0: Now, I did see the question earlier, why didn't they have to go back to the ferry terminal and then uh, come back and check in? Very easy answer. They're an hour and 20 apart. There is no way that race would make them do an hour and 20 back to Hong Kong just to then go across to Hong Kong Island, which would be probably about... 20 minutes-ish to do another hour and 20 back and then have to find Nan Vampire again.
3: Is there any precedent for if you buy the wrong ticket and take the wrong train slash flight slash taxi, whatever, that you have to go back and do it again?
0: Is there any precedent for that? No, because if that sort of stuff happens, they make them either serve a penalty at the station, as we saw in Australia, won't say who because Logan's going to get there next season, or um, just do it at the pit stop. As we saw from season three with Heather and Eve... The basic um, formula for it is half an hour penalty plus time gained. So in that case, it is 25 minutes time gained, being the uh, the difference between Hong Kong and Kowloon ferry terminals, plus the half an hour, so they get a 55 minute penalty.
3: I don't remember them actually enforcing, that, enforcing the additional time penalty in many recent seasons. Like Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. But wasn't the penalty in uh, the S- South Korea episode of season 17, wasn't that just half an hour be- when Brooke and Claire took the, wrong, took the wrong thing to the pit stop? Yeah,
1: that came to my mind, too. That one was just half an hour. and um, Vixen not taking the required flight was half an hour. And uh, and then Denise and James Earl, they didn't get an additional penalty at all for... Uh, or Denise helping James Earl with the roadblock. It was just a flat thirty
0: minutes. I think in that case, there's no time gained that they can officially do because the time gained there came from Kowloon's ferry terminal being twenty five minutes closer to Macau than Hong Kong's was, rather than the ferry times or anything.
3: But there was like a lot of time to be gained at the, with the subway, or well, I think it was the subway, right?
0: Uh, yeah, Brooke and Claire took a taxi
3: versus the subway. I think. Yeah, the taxi car. There's a lot of t- there's a lot of time to be gained by a taxi. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but that that's the reason Justin and Dana got a time penalty instead of having to go back it's because Hong Kong and Macau are a lot further apart than you think, they're probably about 100 miles apart, but Justin and Dana do end up checking in third leaving Tiffany and Krista to be eliminated
2: thank you lord <laughs> oh my god I spent the last, what, 10 minutes of that episode I think we're have to have, feeling sick
3: I, th- I think I'm going to have to have words after this Michelle <laughs>
2: I was so stressed and I was so sick, and when they got to the mat, finally got on the mat, I had tears in my eyes. I know I'm absolutely ridiculous, but I'm so glad they made the final leg. <laughs> and you're all you're speechless. Okay, ahead,
3: <laughs> We're all Tiffany and Krista fans.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they had to make the final leg. They had to. I don't care if they don't win. They just had to make it.
0: Yeah, here's how I look at it. One, Justin and Denner are being set up as the major force of the season. They need to get to the final leg and they need to go in second place and be beaten probably by Kelsey and Joey because they're still getting the edit of, oh, we have so many second places, we need a first place at some point. Number two, Tiffany and Krista. They are the perfect fourth places because you won either a really depressing boot in the form of Tiffany and Krista or Mike and Rochelle. Not necessarily Brooke and Robbie. Or someone who you really want to see going forth, like a Brooke and Robbie.
3: Simi, Simi and Opie.
0: Simi Opie conveniently have the same average as uh, Tiffany and Krista. Suki and Jinder. Depressing boot. Canada's great for fourth places being really depressing boots, actually. Because all three have been really depressing
3: boots. Don't mind me just sitting here and naming fourth places that was, that was sad boots.
0: The traditional fourth place always has to be either a really, really sad boot, like Asuki and Jinder, best team of all time, or a uh, a really good boot that you really, really want to see, like a Monica and Joseph. Yeah,
3: no so joke. Like Oswald and Danny versus Andy and Tommy.
1: Yes, that would be an appropriate analogy. Oswald and Danny, who are awesome, and Andy and Tommy, who can essentially get the hell out.
3: But they wouldn't be going to hell because because their their savior is Jesus Christ.
0: Ah, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> Afghanimals in both of their seasons.
1: Oh, don't remind I'd, me I'd say... about the ending to season twenty-four. Just don't.
3: Oh, although, although fun, funnily enough, in one season they take one role, and the other season they take the other. You know, Hans, so in the in the first season they take the role of um of good good fourth place boots, and then in the in the next season they place take the role of um of shocking sad boots.
0: Over Nicole and Travis, though, really, I would have rather seen Nicole and Travis going fourth. Nicole. <laughs>
3: Uh, I, well, I would have... There's... You know, if, we, if we're being honest, like, there's a different... There was a different Tim I would have rather seen going forth, but that's a, you know, different day. And it's not Jason and Amy. Really? No, I like them. I like. I think they're probably my favourite dating couple winners.
0: You weren't a Tim and Marie feuding axes fan?
3: You know how, like, um... It, the natural evolution of a Nick and Vicky is Brooke and Robbie, right? Well, Tim and Marie are sort of just the, like, the forced... Um, just the really forced, uh, the forced, like, um, genetically, genetically against God's will evolution of Max and Katie, and that's not good. I I know Max and Katie are good, but, like, Tim and Marie just... They're good at the start. They're good, they're good when they started. They, they hit it off, they hit the ground running with, um, I didn't think people could be as dumb as you. That was a very good way, good way to start. But it's just like the, the conclusion of the storyline ended up being, um, Marie, despite her entire character being the bitch, I, I know it's like very misogynistic to use that term, but you know, when the shoe fits. It's just like her entire storyline was that, but then she refused to place an all-stars because she was edited as that way. Their entire, entire raison d'etre was the fighting couple team, and Marie's entire raison d'etre was the, You know, that word. So, like, to refuse a place in All-Stars and then, I don't know, potentially learn on the Afghanimals or, like, even worse, a bunch of 3 PD teams was very, you know, not a good way to end your Amazing Race legacy.
0: Having said that, my love of teams that are a complete mess is quite well established. Hence, my love of most of the early boots of Canada. Nicole and Travis,
3: they're a complete mess.
0: (laughs) They were a complete mess, but I'm more of an Afghanimals fan, though.
3: I don't think we could be friends after this, Michael.
0: Fine.
1: Tiffany and Krista's send-off was somewhat amusing. Because, I mean, I was really sad to see them go. But, you know, just with how they edit the talk at the end as if they were, you know, like, super underdogs and whatnot. And then at the end saying, hey, we beat men and track stars. That's their, apparently to them, that's their two greatest accomplishments for this season, according to the edit. And I think they've been so much more than that this season than just beating men and track stars.
0: Also, I think they've sold themselves short slightly on social media. Because I've seen a lot of like tweets of them saying, as long as we inspired one female, you inspired everyone, girls. Don't sell yourself short. Because you were a badass team for... 11 legs of the race, you are part of a great final five, all of whom I would have been perfectly happy with winning, and also, you've probably set us up for Justin and Diana getting a really humiliating, or at least ridiculous, final leg, and at least they get to go to the finish line. And then they get to marry Rich. Who's Rich? (laughs) Everybody wins. Well,
3: well, to be fair, I think they'd rather see themselves win a million dollars than, you know, just see Justin and Diana fail, so...
1: And furthermore, they got the whole sarcastic uh, "good try" treatment by all of the other three teams at the pit stop after Leigh just did it to James uh, or James Earl and Denise in the previous round.
0: Are we going to mention this next week with the finish line?
3: Everyone is so sarcastic this season. What is it? Is, is, is this like the un? Is this like the unedited season of Amazing Race Australia?
0: Yeah, it's
2: it's very Australian.
1: <laughs>
2: good try, guys. Good try. Yeah.
1: Team Green had a 55-minute penalty, and you still managed to lose.
0: Interestingly, I did see just before we started recording that Justin said that if they had had a better cab, they would have won the leg even with the penalty. The teams were that close. Justin and Diana were five minutes ahead of Tiffany and Krista, but Justin and Diana were... If they would have had a, a, a much better cab instead of the guy they got for the detour, they would have won the leg comfortably again.
1: If Peggy and Claire had wings, they would have won the Amazing Race too.
3: <laughs> oh my god, my god oh my god look <laughs> Oh my
0: god
1: <laughs>
0: So yeah next time um helicopters fire sand horses jet skis and 1 million dollars oh. and then we get social media stars
3: Wait, I can't wait for a season of Tyler Oakley, can you? Who? <laughs> I can't hear you oh on god. my flip phone, Pen. Oh my god, Logan, we get it, you're old. <laughs> I think. Or you just don't... <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. You know what I'm talking about. Tori Spelling, you know what you did. And if you, if you get that joke, you're terrible. You know what I could re-watch at the end of the,
1: uh, this episode? When Justin initially crumbles from the time penalty, and then the expression on on Logan and Chris's faces—the
0: smugness oh. when they think, oh. "Yes, we have got rid
1: of
3: him." It would have been better if there'd been like an, an outright cheer, like um, you know, like when Abby Maria like you know cheered when Joe Joe like collapsed on Savara this week.
0: <laughs> I know. How bad was that? <laughs> I love Abby. You, I, th- I oh,
3: think I think you mean amazing.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, it's shocking
0: oh yeah. abby was just abby justified her being voted in with that moment
3: <laughs> and not with the her entire season of voting out anyone who
0: crossed her and that as well yeah yeah but that moment alone justified her being voted back in so um for the final time this season what do we think is going to happen next week
1: joey and kelsey win huh. jess and diana second um logan and chris third that's my prediction
2: yeah, I think that too.
3: I can actually see a, uh, I could actually see a surprise. Logan and Chris second place. Not really, two,
0: I think Justin and Dana have always been destined for second place. Though they're getting the classic second place edit.
3: It would be very Mark and Robson-esque if they came third.
1: Maybe if 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 the like the final roadblock is at the is at the pit stop or right near the finish line then Krista can just tell Justin to not give up as uh, Justin is struggling and choking at the final task.
0: So thank you very much for joining us. You can join us again to recap the finale next weekend. If you enjoyed the show, and even if you didn't, please give us a like on YouTube and subscribe and rate the episodes on iTunes. If you want to see what we're rambling about this week, you can tweet us directly at Youngcast or individually at Harmstone at LogSuperQuacky, at Bear3333333, and at Ink1Y, all of which are spelled in the descriptions. I love doing your Twitter handle, Michelle. <laughs> And finally, if you missed any of our interviews with Michael and Shell from Amazing Race 26, Joe and Bill from Amazing Race 1 and All Stars, and Kat and Jesse from Amazing Race Australia vs New Zealand, all of them are available on iTunes as well. See you next week.
2: Bye. Bye! See ya! Hashtag 250, hashtag Yet Cast. Peace! <laughs>